I heard a cool fact recently. Okay, go ahead. Shoot. Of all the fast food chains in America, Whataburger, you know that like southern one? Yeah, it's like in Texas, and yeah, that's yeah. where it's like super famous. That's the only one that starts with a W. It's the only fast food chain that starts with a W. Huh. I can't, sure? I can't think of another one. I can. What? Wahlburgers. What's Wahlburgers? It's Mark Wahlberg's like family's is burger that spot. It's fast a chain. Food? It is. It's literally like a burger joint. Like drive through. Like, I don't know if they have that. No, food. no. I'm thinking of like like a McDonald's. Okay. Type. I can't think of another one that starts with W. Fuck. You might be right. Yeah. Well, I think part of it is because there's like four big ones, and there's they're everywhere. Like in Annapolis, because also we're recording in Annapolis today. Oh yeah. There's literally like six. Uh, Starbucks Just in within like a Not even a three mile okay. radius Taco Bell Yeah Burger King Yeah McDonald's McDonald's Wendy's Wendy's nuts gonna go into your mouth Oh shit oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Was that the whole That was a setup Oh god Oh okay The recording for the episode's done guys I'm oh, done That's all I, I wanted go. to do <laughs> I'm kicking this man out Was that really just was That setup? was really the whole setup <laughs> are back in a new location we're in annapolis maryland beautiful rainy day this is hot pocket episode three recording number four i'm saad mahmoud this is sherry hussein and we have a special guest with us today yeah he's taking a shower right now though yeah mr shadow hussein hey shadow how's it going shadow look up uh, just to be clear, audience, Shadow is a cat. Yeah, we're not talking. To, yeah, we're not Sherry, talking. To, there's no human physically. Sherry R does not have a brother shower. or father or cousin named Shadow. Shadow that yes. would be cool, though. Yeah, that would. That'd that be would. very cool. But Shadow's just chilling on the seat because he likes to be around people, and especially cool people like us. Look hopefully, hopefully, y'all like to be around. He us feels too. the vibes. I feel good vibes from him too. Yeah, he's just cool and. But yeah, we're recording in Annapolis, Maryland today. Per tradition, we went somewhere kind of new for food because what we're so far what's happened is we go somewhere where one at least one of us has not been for yep so first episode no first episode actually my mom cooked yes which we have not published that one yet no we have not and i don't think we will and i don't think we will (laughs) we were were using one mic we use one mic it's pretty bad yeah second episode we had the hot dog place that you haven't had yes that was bomb the third episode we went for the barbecue Barbecue, which neither of us had and was Bomb. Phenomenal. Yeah. And here we had pho. Yeah. Which, if you guys don't know, that's Vietnamese noodle soup. And this is around Cher's place. So this is my first time having it. It's quite good. Yeah. And it's it's honestly like a hole-in-the-wall kind of place. Because I've never heard of Pho 5 Up. I don't really know the name of it. I don't know it. what they're going well, for. I don't know name. what they're going for either. It doesn't rhyme The logo is clearly like a 7-Up like mockery. No, you like 7-Up, mean... like the drink. Oh. It looks like 7 You know, like the logo for 7-Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it based it off of, I don't right. know why they did that. Huh. But yeah, and that was their some... dinner. That's what we're doing here. Yeah. And my mom gave us uh, some bad some, fruit. Uh, some very she sour. Tried to, <laughs> she tried to kill Saad today. I, I try to play it off because like, I don't want to say anything. Like I was like, oh, no, it's fine. Like Cher said something immediately. And I was like, no, dude, you're... He was you're... trying to make me feel better. Yeah. And I was like, Saad, it's okay. And then like, Tell I me this smelt is... it. I was like, oh, no. Nah, this is... This This was an attempted I'm assassination. I'm not going to say that's the worst thing I've had in my mouth, but it's, <laughs> it's up there. And you sure? I'm going to tell y'all... Actually, let me, let me explain. If you have 
like brown food, daisy food, South Asian food, that's gone bad. Oh yeah, it's a diff because it's not just sour. Because sour is a thing people think of like oh sour milk. No, it's no, no, a no. combination of sour and spicy. Yeah, that I've never felt like I've had to gag from food before. Until I put it in my mouth to taste test it. But then you have food aversion afterwards, too. So you no, can't like, eat literally, that I didn't want to eat for an hour. I was, like, two months ago, I was eating leftover soup that my mom made. It's called Ash. It's like an Afghan soup. Hmm. Really, really. You've, I think you've had it in my house, probably. Well, I've had a lot you've of food in your house. house. <laughs> and it was in the fridge. My mom only made it two days before, so there was no reason why I should have gone bad. Right. Because that shit usually lasts five days. Right. I smell it when I open the, the Tupperware. It smells off, but I was like, look, it's only been 48 hours. It should be fine. Take my spoon. The moment my tongue touches it, I throw the spoon into the sink. I start gagging, <laughs> and I throw it away. And I was like, I'm going to eat in an hour. I need to, like, cleanse. I need to pray. I need to ask God. You need to clean your what palate. What did I do to deserve this? To deserve this? What, what, why did you have to, like, bespoke and plague my, my wonderful lunch like this? Because that was going to be my lunch. I had nothing else planned on the dock. He wanted to starve you. Probably. That that was that was all the for the That mist. was that was my for some sin I did. Yeah. Speaking of sins, let's talk about Happy the, Juneteenth. Yeah, let's talk about the original sin Woo! of America, shall we? <laughs> so today the date of recording is June twenty first. And Juneteenth is officially a federal holiday. Yes. So I hope you guys enjoyed your day off if you had a day off or actually they haven't done that yet. No, some places have it off. Have they? Federal jobs actually had off. State oh, and federal. Shit. I think state jobs, but federal jobs definitely had off. Well, At my, least in some sectors. I'm about to complain to my company because I was that? working on Friday. Start working the public sector, buddy. That was no good, man. I think some places took today off also. Well, I guess I'll take the national, like, federal holiday and, like, not, like, still be able to work, I guess. Because in some states, they're not even teaching about what is Juneteenth. That's true. So it's in 15 states. I think it's like, it, not illegal, but it's banned that you cannot even teach what this federal holiday mm. that just passed is so, about. So in case you don't know, maybe if we have a listener in Alabama, <laughs> Arkansas, Louisiana, uh, Louisiana, which actually you're going to Louisiana this weekend. Right? I am. I'm. So hopefully this doesn't get out. So hopefully I will get lynched. That'll be bad. That'll be a real problem. You get that Creole whipping. <laughs> but for people who don't know, Juneteenth is 1865, 45? 50, 50, 56. 56. 1856. I, I'm so bad with numbers. And basically it was after the abolition of slavery. No, so after the Civil War. After so when the Union right, actually Texas beat. found out about it way after. Yeah, well, Texas June, was not June paying attention, my God. Texas was like running on Internet Explorer time. <laughs> they they buffered, they loaded that. Oh, by the way. Yeah. It was also 1865, so you were right. It was in 56. Because it's Civil right. War. So yeah. I was going to say like. At the end of the Civil War. Makes like, sense. I know the Civil War ends in 65, but I'm not too. I'm very bad with geography and dates. Yeah. Like. For somebody who reads as much history as I do, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> You're just like blanking on. I'm really bad. Like I'll like I'll know what happened. Right. And then I'll be, they'll be like, so "When did when this did happen? the uh, the founding of America happen?" I'll be like, "1492." And, and I think that like it. Yes, dates obviously do matter for yeah. historical purposes, but I think the content of it's what you're learning is important. way more important. It's like when people ask, like, "Oh, when did World War like one start and end?" It's like, "Yo, if you're like at least I know what happened in yeah. it." Or World War Two, like when did start and end, and 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 it kind of gives validation to people who know the dates yeah. rather than actual yeah. like contextualizing yeah. the history and what actually affected it. They're just like. 
they think they're higher up just because yeah. they know the dates. It's like, all right, bro. I memorize a specific fact instead of like the full context and emotional substance. In exactly. There. Yeah. We're making room for the for the more more juicy information. This more is a philosophical podcast, in case you didn't know, or if you haven't been listening to our Instagram reels that we've been editing <laughs> and cutting. This is only for big brain people. Yeah. That's why my man Shadow's over here. He's got big brain, big ass. Yes, sir. That's Shadow how I like my women, thicky. by the way. Shadow with thicky. <laughs> Shadow just like how I like my woman too, man. A little darker. So we're like not going to talk about Juneteenth as much because, frankly, I don't know how much there is to say about it in terms of there being a federal holiday. It's good that there's recognition of it. Obviously, the point's been made many times that this is very clearly symbolic. I'm not going to get into like just the, the neglect of actual substance for day-to-day people over like, hey... There's a holiday. Do yeah. you feel good about that? So instead, we're going to talk about something, a little bit of primer. We're going to call this a little deep cut. You might have heard it. It's called critical race theory. If you don't know, there's a big discussion about how we teach race and the history of race in America. And what what age we introduce these what, kids that's to. A, that's an incredibly important point. Yeah. And the way you everybody might have heard about it, if you have heard about it, is usually in reference to the Civil War. What do we fight the Civil War over? States' rights or slavery, right? And everybody mm-hmm. goes to states' rights, but then the obvious point is made, like, the states', states right rights to for do, what? To do what? For what? Yeah. Right? And obviously, there, there's a lot of bullshit there, but critical race theory, and this is actually, this is, I get to be a little bit super political and super historical here. Do it, Saad. Critical race theory is a pretty dense topic. It is actually, like, it is not just, like, oh, did you teach history the right way? It can include that, mm-hmm. but its initial formation was to combat something called colorblindness. And you might think, so why are you saying something called colorblindness? I know what colorblindness is. Well, it's specifically in the context of law and politics. Mm-hmm. Colorblind, the view of colorblind politics is that the law and the justice system in our society treats everybody equally regardless of race. Bullshit. Like it, It's not that it should, it's that it does. Very clearly, our society, our legal system does not do that. So critical race theory is something that is taught to combat that like at a legal level like at a very scholarly level yeah and so there was this excellent there's this um journalist and i think she was an attorney i don't know if she's an attorney anymore practice anymore malika jabali if you find her on twitter go follow her she's amazing and she had like a, a quick thread about this where she basically said look critical race theory has a lot of manifestations i understand and agree that history should be taught properly but critical race theory like in its original section probably should not be taught to kids because it is like Philosophical. Yeah, it's a very high it's, level of understanding. Yeah. It takes a certain level of maturity and, mm-hmm. and like heightened. I wouldn't say heightened intelligence, but just like a little bit of intellectual maturity. Ma- maturity is the right word because kids, like eight year olds, are not going to understand. They're not going to understand. The, we need to understand the legal system, the judicial system, exactly and the history of it, and like a lot of other academic terms. Yeah. But the thing with like my, what I would say introducing like at a young age is that. Every kid knows right and wrong. Mm-hmm. No kid is born racist. They're made that way because of the society that they yeah. live in, the parents, the home, whatever it may be. But kids do know right and wrong, and I think we should introduce it very early on yeah. so they can actually learn that, hey, slavery wasn't yeah. just... Because in the South, they literally treat it as... I, I read like a little excerpt from like a textbook from the South, and it literally was talking about how slavery was... A, like the Union wanted to, like, to, wanted to improve their factories... Whereas the South wanted to keep their plantations and their farm and their agriculture intact and 
what was the reason for that? You know what I mean? I don't know, like, man, it's a difference of opinion. You think they had robots working like those chocolate. fields? Some people like vanilla. Some people want to put their <laughs> chocolate on the plantations and whip their chocolate ice cream. That's fine. <laughs> Who am I to judge? Yeah, so that's that's clearly what it is. It's just like when when do we introduce this to the younger generation so then they can grow up with that right idea of mm-hmm. hey this is not a very white and black subject this is something that well, was actually, way it's more pretty, it's pretty white and black <laughs> the, it is it's pretty it's okay, a the, lot of black yeah the, a, a lot, lot of black, black and red unfortunately red, yeah. it's bad sadly but yeah yeah no i definitely agree with the basic point that proper history should be taught and we need to push back against these ridiculous state level education programs which are just whitewashing is it's a very soft word yeah. for it but just completely erasing like like the the violence and history done like they call it the transatlantic trade program or whatever yeah. instead of slave it's a, it's a slave trade yeah now thinking back on it when you just when you just realize that some people most of them would have rather jumped in the sea and died rather than be on the slave not even knowing what was coming forward what was coming for them in 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 the other side of of the ocean and they'd still rather choose to die because that's how bad it got and we just learned that as like oh hey by the way this was a straight triangle yeah. like this is where we picked up people and this is where and they work at the plantation and it's like there's so much and there's an argument to be made that like maybe at the elementary level kids maybe shouldn't be exposed to like the very brutal the very visceral the very real horrific things that happen because yeah. like that can be traumatizing especially yeah. for especially for like an african-american child i i I, I don't know where I sit on the debate, but that's a debate to be had. The basic facts need to be established, right? Yeah. It's slave trade. They were second-class citizens, barely citizens even. Not even three-fifths. Yeah, I mean, yeah they're, it's, it's human labor. It's, it's unpaid human labor is what they're there for. Right. And the state could extol all its violence upon them. Yeah. I mean, I read recently this book called The Black Jacobins, which is about the Haitian Revolution. And obviously, there's a lot of slave trade going involved there, but they get really in-depth with what happened to... Slaves, freed slaves, just any like black person on um, Haiti, the island of Haiti, and it was it was pretty disgusting. Like they spent two chapters at the start of it going like, no, no, this is how brutal it was. Whatever you learned in elementary school, a hundred times worse. But just to wrap this point up, we need to talk about the basic history, get established the basic facts on the ground. But I think we need to have a different set of words than critical race theory as a very broad thing because there are topics more complicated. And that involve race and that need to be taught, but I don't think they should be taught at the high school level even. Like for some high schools, it's like when you get to like the the legal implications, the judicial implications, the political implications, certain things. Like yeah, that that probably should be left for higher ed. Right, but I think the other side of that is there has to be a actual Black History course, not just like an elective. Because in college, mm-hmm. I did take a African American Studies course, yeah. but that's because I chose to take it. Yeah. I think even in even higher education yeah. in college. There, there, it should be like a mandatory core, even in starting in elementary school, middle school, high school, 110% there should be. It doesn't have to necessarily go into the, like, especially elementary school level, like the terrible tragedies of it. But you build that yeah. base like, hey, there there was two, three, four hundred years of terrible slavery that we did. Mm-hmm. And kind of introduce them and build up through yep. middle school, high school, That's and right. then yeah. and then in, in college. There, there should be like an escalating level of theory as you get older. Yeah. Our, I think there's an argument to be made that maybe it shouldn't be a separate course. Like maybe our the stand in the one U.S. history course that is taught in the public education system yeah. should just include that. Yeah. Because if you bifurcate them, if you separate those two as different classes, that kind of gives like 
people away to like weasel like no it's just two different takes but right son really like this is the white race will survive type thing yeah right? like, obviously that's a very cartoonish evil example but i think there's a there's an argument to be made that it should just be integrated at that yeah. point I, I, I think you're right because integration would save the argument from the other side like hey that's like just teach it in one because right now one of the main things like the main one of the main voices and standing points talking points out out outside of um critical race theory is that hey this is divisive yeah and it's like whoa 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 whoa. yeah like this is divisive yeah the 400 years of slavery and segregation that's not divisive but trying to teach it is divisive so i think we should in just fully integrate it Mm -hmm. into the curriculum instead of separating it and giving the opposition even like a leg to stand on yeah. about hey this is too you're you're trying to add more things yeah. instead change up the curriculum yeah. and i think that's that's another point to it where it's not just about critical race theory and just just history itself there shouldn't be like oh hey by the way this is this is also we also need to pay attention to this we're also going to add this to the curriculum it's like no 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 let's just redo what we have been doing because mm-hmm. the education system in america it doesn't matter if you're from the nice counties in in, in maryland or whatever other county that there are it just needs a revamp of mm-hmm. the education system they try to do it with math why don't we do it with freaking history and actually tell the tr- true history of the united states you know what i mean so i think i think that 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 kind of like wraps up Juneteenth to 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 bring it full more, circle. More so we're, we were talking about critical race theory yeah. here. I, I do want people to like pay attention to this part because it's important to talk about. I think it's worthwhile. Whenever we we've talked about race yeah. multiple times on this podcast in the three episodes we actually put out. It's 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 a daily thing. It's it's important to have a nuanced take and understand complexity where there is complexity to be had. And then it's important to stand your ground and just have the right basic moral point that, no, we need to, like, properly enunciate that these are, like, the wrong things, that this is what happened. No one to be moral, no one to be complex. Honestly, let's just talk about wieners. Want to talk about wieners, side? I'm pretty ashamed of mine. If I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's 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 talk about shaming wieners. Let's talk about so, shaming wieners. So this is something that's recently happened. There was a uh, New York City count city councilman candidate. He was running in Manhattan, or he's still, he still, he's still running, he's still right? running yeah. in Manhattan. Uh, a guy by the name of Zach Wieners, a 26 year old. <laughs> yeah, you guys already know where this is going. We we've already had uh, one too many. You probably don't actually. Uh, yeah, maybe not. So there was a video obtained by the New York Post of said city councilman candidate of basically getting dommed dominatrix he hired a dominatrix and he was recorded gagging and had his should his, i be explicit his nipples, nipples clipped yeah the whole thing and was he blindfolded he was blindfolded Hell he was yeah, gagging brother. and it's really funny because the article specifically i know they did this for on purpose said the video clip that we obtained caught a gagged wiener <laughs> This has been the trending topic where the city councilman, obviously this is not something that comes out, right? So why was this, why did this come out? You know, mm-hmm. who, who put it out? Was there, was it for a specific reason? Was it political stunt? Seems like that would be a political thing. It, it is. I, you know, the only thing that kind of got my attention on the political stunt is because if you look all the way down some of the articles, if you just do a little bit of research is that he is basically kind of 
in the last position in there. He he has ten thousand dollars raised, and he and his friend was majority of the donations to his campaign. So there is That's a probably little... not even the worst position he's been in. Oh no, no not no, at all. Not. He was he's been in far more humiliating positions than yeah, that. He's been getting he's been getting dumped. But here's the thing though, he turned out like an ap- apple turnover. Yeah, here's the thing though. Should we judge him? I think that's the moral question is that should we judge How somebody for come? what, <laughs> that's what I, I don't want to know. I don't want, I'm, I'm not going to watch the video. I actually don't even think the video is out. I think they just had they just like the images yeah. and story. Yeah. So I think, I think that's like the moral imperative question is that when you are in running for a powerful mm-hmm. position, should you be judged on your personal behavior of yeah. this nature? I stand on the section of no, he's yeah. not on, he's not on camera saying the N word with the, hard are even maybe that's his kink too maybe and speaking of kinks it's really funny because the new york post is trying to shame somebody that literally has a shaming kink he wants to be shamed he's gonna get he's gonna like rocket into first place oh he's he's probably already came 13 times in the podcast episode um bio we're gonna put a link to his campaign we're gonna support. We're gonna support our favorite wiener. Let's do it. Let's, Let's have him on the podcast. Zachary Wiener, please come on our podcast. Oh my god! Please don't don't literally don't come, come on, on our my podcast. Equipment. But yeah, <laughs> don't go come. We on. are invited to come. No, I can't don't even use it now. <laughs> we have we have completely ruined the word come. Oh my god! Enter? No, we can't enter. even say enter. No, well, <laughs> he might want us to enter. Yeah, I don't know. Well, no, I, I don't think he's he's not gay, right? No, he's not gay. So he's so he just likes getting donned by women. He's getting donned by women. And he put out a statement, right? He's he's actually handled this really well. He's handled this really well, I would say, because he came out and basically said that, hey, I do confirm this is me in the video. And he wasn't ashamed of it, which 100% props, bro. If he, he was doing what he liked to do. And he basically said that, hey, yep, this is me. I can confirm that. <laughs> that's what's really funny. He was like, yep, that's me in the video. <laughs> so the funny thing is that his background, his dad is the co-creator of Dora the Explorer. <laughs> so he was doing a little exploring oh, of his he own. Ex- he was exploring so much about himself. Yeah. Can you find the handcuffs? Good job! <laughs> That's fucked up. It was ruined. Well, Dora was already ruined for me. Now it's even more ruined. So the kind Boots of... Boots is going to be wearing fishnet, the leggings and oh everything Lord. too. <laughs> this is the adult version. <laughs> the adult version of Dora. And oh. if you look at this guy, you, you can uh, definitely tell he likes to be domed. Like, look... Is, like, that, is that a fair... You know what? Here's a, here's a question, Cher. I'm going to put up his picture. You will see. Okay. It. <laughs> well, I mean, I've seen the picture. But if somebody looked at you mm-hmm. and said, oh, you can tell like he likes this or does this. And it was something incredibly demeaning. How would you feel about it? Well, I think he likes to be demeaned. Oh no, I know, I know. But like, <laughs> let's say like someone has an inaccurate portrayal of you based purely on your physical appearance. What would you say? If he's right, he's right. If he's right, take it like a champ. Right, I take it like him. And he honestly took it like a champ both ways because obviously he's getting <laughs> wax thrown on him and all this other BDSM stuff that they like to do, which is hundred percent okay if yeah. you own up to it. Like, Bro, which is fine. Get your bread, get your nut. Yeah, that's all I care about. Yeah. I don't. I'm not as courageous of a man as he am. Yeah, I'm too cursed by my masculinity. I wouldn't like the moment somebody would try to put me in a submissive position or or put me anything disadvantageous. I'm fighting. I'm scrapping. I'm gonna throw hands. I don't care if I hired you. I'm gonna punch you. <laughs> and I don't mean that like in like in a violent way. Like that would just be my first reaction. You're you're. I think you should be. A, well, can only girls be doms? Actually, no, 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 no. You. 
Guys can it, be dumb. It, 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 it's it's fluid. Look, is it? Regardless of your gender, mm-hmm. you can be a dom or a sub. I don't know if there's anything in between dom or sub. Like is a Jimmy like John's a normal situation. <laughs> I don't I don't know. It's like what, a vanilla. Yeah, like just vanilla. Like if you're boring as shit. Like, look, I wish I was into that. It's probably more fun. Yeah. Probably way more fun. What? Just in the middle. No, no, no. I wish like I was into being on one of the extremes. Oh, yeah. Like 100%. either like I just pulverize you or I get pulverized. Yeah. That's a good time. Yeah. I think when you when you reach the extremes on those kinds of things, you also reach your own extremes. You know what I mean? If you get what I'm saying, picking up the drift. Oh, man, it only takes me 20 seconds to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, back to back to actual Zach Weiner. Um he he did take it pretty gracefully. He he said that, "Yup, that's me." I think the thing I'm not that ashamed of it. We need to talk about more is the fact that this um, news outlet went pretty clearly went and looked for a source like about his past or something, right? And then published it. That is like a crime. Yeah, I mean, you're you're disclosed. That's it's a revenge porn. That is literally revenge porn. Yeah. Well, maybe not literally in the sense that like I don't think the person who wrote this had sex with him, but yeah, it fits the qualifiers of revenge. Yeah, porn. and also it's the fact that this guy is literally the last candidate in this yeah. race. So what? He's already losing. Yeah. What? What is? What? What do you have to gain from this? Besides, like I guess a few more clicks on your shitty New York Post. I mean, they timeline. I've, re- I've reposted their stuff nah, sometimes. Nah. I mean, they do well for them. So, yeah, but it's like, why? It's salacious. Yeah. Salaciousness does that. But I think th- there's an interesting question here. Are we, as a society, as a country, too kink-averse? Are we too afraid of, like, sexual expression in ways that don't fit, like, a very specific paradigm? I think, and you're going to kind of fi- find me a little crazy with this, I want to relate this slavery real quick because uh, okay. <laughs> time stamp 32 <laughs> minutes I'm going to cut this out I think that America is just afraid to admit what has happened or okay. what is what they like what's, right? what's the big um, what's well, the kid. big gagged elephant in the room Zach Wiener, my guy. Zach Wiener. Zach Wiener. He's a small bro. guy. He's not an elephant. No, nah, he's not. But that's the thing. I think I think that's why it's kind of taboo to even talk about this mm-hmm. kind of stuff, right? It's because people are literally ashamed to admit it. Yeah. And my thing is, if you're if you're doing something that you're ashamed to be doing, you probably shouldn't be doing it, right? Well, no, no. I'll push back on that a little bit. Go ahead. Because it's not – you can be ashamed of doing it not for your own sake, but because you're aware of the social repercussions of it. Okay. Think about it this way, and we'll take to make this a little bit more like professional, something that we can understand better. It's very difficult for other. We are kind of sticking our necks out there whenever we talk about Palestine, yeah. right? Is that because we don't earnestly believe in that that in about the liberation of Palestine? No, it's because we know there's like social repercussions kind of record, yeah. that we can't control. Point taken. And so I understand for it. like Zach Weiner, maybe maybe that's something that like he thought of when he hired this woman. Whenever it happened, like I can't let this come out. Not because I'm not proud and confident who I am, right. but as a public persona, if I have any aspirations in anything else, I'm this fucked. Was, yeah. I'm completely fucked, which is yeah. like you know. That's a, but that's like I understand it from a politician standpoint, and also I did read that this was like a three, four year old video, uh-huh. and the dominatrix was actually his friend. So I don't really know where get me your friend like that. <laughs> get. So I'm sure there's plenty Chair, of website out room? there. I see a Maryland flag. You could you could tie my mouth up with that. Yeah, I can beat you with that uh <laughs> the little roll paddle thing. Ooh, it shit. literally says oh, I, that's yeah. gonna hurt. I think someone might be getting turned on by this, honestly, at this point. You can hear me. Let's wed these two topics that we've had, right? We talked about critical race theory, and specifically Mm -hmm. about when should this be taught? Are kids too young for this? Right. 
we're talking about kink now mm-hmm. as experienced through this guy Zach Weiner. So here's a question: Kink exposed to kids. This was kind of a topic of like discussion around Pride Month, like a Pride Parade, a couple months ago, and the big debate was: Should there be kink on display because this is a public thing, and do we want kids seeing this? Like just like the big uh, Pride Parade in New York and like Manhattan right. is sponsored by. Like American Express and MasterCard they, and Macy's and all that stuff. Are they advertising kinks? I don't. Well, that's that. They just wanted to like on the floats. Should people be like dressing in like leather belts and like not literally fucking, but simulating like the, like the dom, like the chains. Yeah, and yeah. Stuff. Like, should that imagery okay. be out there for kids? Because I, I know that was like a huge point of contention amongst yeah like people involved in the LGBTQIA community. Right. Like, should we have this? And I have like there's a. a more broad take I have on that, but I want to know your thoughts on it. I think that it should be out there. Okay. Because we should not censor a group, a, a thing, a lyric, because this happens about with like Cardi B's lyrics and like rap lyrics in general. Yeah. It's like, hey, how about you just become a better parent? Ooh. Maybe, you know what I mean? If you don't want your, because because obviously I'm a huge rap enthusiast and I listen to a lot of rap and this is always like a discussion. Rap is bad. Rap yeah. hurt, like harms the youth and whatnot. Which obviously that's mostly like a racialized thing. Oh, 100%. Like 98 percent But then you know wet ass pussy that all the the rap songs like why is this out on TV? Why don't you monitor what your kids are watching? Yeah. Why would you? And, th- and this is this is where I have issues with a lot of subjects. This because this is like kind of like my principal thing is that like. You can have this out there. You can have this material out there. Uh, take take it for granted. Porn's out there. Free porn on it. Like so many different websites. God's gift to the earth. <laughs> but like, why don't why don't the parents become a little bit better parents mm-hmm. and maybe censor their children from that or teach them how they want to teach them? Hopefully, like, a little grain of salt is that hopefully these parents are more progressive and not just like like super conservative and just like keeping their children sheltered and not educated because this does there's a level of education that comes from being exposed to this stuff Mm -hmm. you know rap lyrics seeing the pride month floats different variations of it yeah i think like a way to reframe it is when not if because at some point you're gonna have to encounter people with different experiences tastes like you have to eventually confront the fact that the world is full of a bunch of different people there's a lot of different things happening and your job as a parent is to make the determination, should I prepare my child for this? In some way, you don't have to like throw them like fully into the pool, yeah. like in the eight foot section, but you can go in with them with like the life jacket and everything and be like, look, there's like gay people, there's trans yeah. people, like when they're young, just get them. Otherwise, they'll be like 18 or like 21. I've met kids like that. And they're like, what the fuck? I, this is not right because like I've never seen it. It's like you've never seen it. Yeah. But doesn't mean it there. doesn't exist. It happens. Yeah. And so what you do with the information after the fact, you know, that's fundamentally up to you. But the idea, I think people should be generally prepared. Yeah. And so I, I agree with you. I think people need to be exposed and so not need to be, but we should not be acting like kink and an, any other taboo subject doesn't happen. No. Whether a parent wants to disclose that information to their kids at like age eight versus 16, whatever, whatever it may be. If you act like it doesn't exist, well, the kids going to find out about it eventually and they're going to be fucked up when yeah, they do. one day, one day your kid's going to be going through, you know, finding their Christmas presents or oh, something God. like they're, they're, they're being Snoopy right before Christmas and they look in your closet and they find dildos. They find like mom, mom's what the giant dildo. Yeah. That she so, fucks your dad with. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you want that situation to arise yeah. and then kind of like talk about it or you, do you want to kind of take it in advance yeah. and you just prepare a good minded yeah. young 
person. You have to treat them like a human at a certain point, yeah. not like your coddled baby. Yeah. It's like you're going to be a human and I need you to be like prepare a good human and shit. Yeah. Yeah. A just morally sound human. So Hot Pocket fully endorses come and jizz everywhere I pride <laughs> and kids need to be on the the floats. Yeah, then we we need to like put kids front exactly. front seat. That's our stance. Yeah. Shut up and sit down. Another um, trending topic, you can say, which has caused a lot of stir. Voices like Pierce Morgan has... Piers? Pierce, Pierce, Pierce Morgan, whatever. He's a dickhead, no, anyways. He's come out and had some things to say. So, there is this transgender, trans woman, powerlifter, who was qualified for the Summer Olympics in Tokyo, Japan. And she's a trans woman, so meaning she... Transition to being a woman, not raw men, raw woman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> raw woman, I guess. But she's a powerlifter, and obviously she qualified, and now she is going to be participating in the Summer Olympics. Mm-hmm. So this has caused a huge controversy. What's all the ruckus about? So, I mean, when you think about it, right? When you when you look at it on the surface level, there's a person who has tra- who, again, just history historical reference. He she was a man. Who transitioned into a woman and a lot of people who are like sports enthusiasts sports purists per se quotation marks um they would say well there are complete differences between men and women mm-hmm. biological difference uh-huh. big biological differences especially if you look at the sp- if you take like a There's general a whole three inches that's, a, that's different <laughs> three inches <laughs> average right nah, what? Side, you, uh, i'm, side, big, I'm curious now <laughs> yeah so Basically, it's caused a lot of controversy. People have been saying that this is not fair to the women in that powerlifting division already because this person used to be a man, yeah. blah, 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 There's blah. There's a biological advantage for this one person. Yes. And I get, I, I can understand, like, very hesitantly where they are coming from. Immediately, you can understand the intuition. Yes. But if you actually take your time to just read into it a little bit, um, there are clear-cut standards that this person yeah. or any person has to meet there are a lot of with any kind of sport especially at that high level there are ped requirements peds are performance enhancement drugs there's steroid testing and all this stuff so if somebody in my view if they test i'm not gonna say positive if they test within the means of qualification yeah. which um what's what was her name uh shoot i'm blanking laura lauren hubbard Lauren Hubbard, which she did. So with her to to be able to qualify, a year before competition, she had to test either ten or below ten levels of testosterone in a serum. Okay. You know, uh, that's the scientific. Basically, you can't have too much testosterone to compete in the women's division. Yes, because otherwise that would signal like you're more too muscle go- and too yeah. strong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, testosterone level. Like, if you take steroids, your testosterone levels are yeah. shooting through the roof. Testosterone is one of the m- main chemicals that helps build muscle, mm-hmm. and obviously, men have more testosterone yeah. and women do not. So, this is a trans woman going into it, and a year before competition, she qualified within it. To me. Because now you are judging them on the same level. She has met the requirements. I think it's 110% okay for this person yeah. to compete in the sport. 
And a lot of people who aren't as open-minded about this and who think that women and men should be just kept separate want to mm-hmm. have a lot to say about this. Yeah. Where do you stand? I mean, so I think the important word that you used was range. There is a range that you to fall in. And I right. think that's the key thing to understand. Even when we talk about men have more testosterone, female mm-hmm. less. Like, obviously, broadly speaking, that's true, right? Men yeah. are more built. But there is a range for anything. Like, there are guys who are shorter and, like, have less, like, of a physique and built. And, like, some, I've seen some women who, and I, I'm, like, just under six feet. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty built. I've seen women who are like bigger and more built than me could kick my ass. Yeah. And you can t- like, obviously part of that's because they work out, but you can just tell it's like natural too. Yeah. So we always, we have to consider that nothing is like black and white. Mm-hmm. There's always a spectrum. Yeah. And so I like that. Cause I did not know about, I mean, obviously I knew that they test for um, performance enhancement drugs, yeah. but I didn't know they would also do that for like a trans woman. Yep. So 10 nanomoles per liter in a serum of testosterone level. So it should be below 10 yeah. nanomoles. That, that makes sense. I'm to not me. starting. I'm not smart enough to know what a nanomole is. <laughs> I have no fucking clue what that is. Oh, like moles, like, like you know, 6.0, whatever. I actually yeah. don't really know. <laughs> we're, we're not going to. We're, we're, we're very stupid. But that makes sense to me because on some level, especially if it's the Olympics, there needs to be some kind of something resembling an objective marker for people competing there needs to be something yeah. comparable yeah if somebody has way too much testosterone mm-hmm. then like i'm like yeah that's like not necessarily fair although i am curious to see like what is the range for men competing like how much of, of an acceptable range do they have for testosterone so they i know i don't know the exact limit of it uh-huh. but i know that the tests that they have because there have been so like the history of sports has been so in depth and there's been so many cheating scandals so many and drugs. doping mechanisms yeah. that the tests and the requirements have gotten so in depth so they can literally like down to like a molecule uh-huh. of this specific steroid they can test within the yeah. blood so there are high levels of this stuff so whenever something is out of their range for even just a male like a biologically mm-hmm. born male athlete competing in a male sport if he tests a little bit more than what he should He's yeah. going to be disqualified. So I think that's the thing where if someone that's another thing is like, say this person was a trans man. So woman before t- transitioning into a man, obviously for muscle development, for hair growth, deepening voice, all this other stuff, they have to take testosterone. Yeah. Right. So I think they're, I think for a period, my personal opinion should be if they cannot test how other men test because they want to be treated equal and we don't want to give them special privileges in the sense that, oh, hey, because this person is transitioning, let's kind of bend the rules for them a little bit and they can test for a little bit more testosterone in their weight class for this weightlifting group. I think that would give that specific person because they're taking supplements a little bit unfair advantage. However, like the rule states, and this is like from the Olympic National Committees, and there's another like weightlifting international committee that has yeah, this that's rule the UPLA, in place. UP, I forget what it is. Yeah, they they said that if they can test within the limit a year before competition, there is absolutely yeah. no issue. And this is like, you know how people are always like, "Well, this is against the rules," and like you can't do this. Yeah. It's like, no, no, no. It's like it there's against, there, there's, there's the rules. rules. Yeah. There's rules right there. You didn't even and read the rule book. Yeah, you, you're, you're just, just going off because of, you just don't like the idea that this is happening. Yeah, but it's okay if it happens. You're assuming, and you're making an S out of you and me. Ooh, Drop, get him. Drops, Mike. But yeah, that's that's the thing where I think that if you can test within the limit how others, how the other folks in that sport is being tested, you know, that's you're good to go. And I do, and like obviously, like like you were mentioning. 
if we just look at the broad spectrum of things, right? Yeah, I'm sure there's countless women who can fuck me up. Yeah. <laughs> not even in a dumb way, but like yeah. literally just, just beat the shit out of me. I'm not even going to say committing a hate crime. I'm not even going to say most. I'm going to say all UFC fighters. Oh, yeah. 110% yeah. women I mean, would knock my shit. Brother, if Amanda loose. Nunes came in here right now, she's like, I'm going to like fuck you in the butt. I'm Amanda? Like, I'm going to go over. Hey, Amanda, Amanda Nunes? I'm uh, running. I live where on, we, where I live on the third floor. Running? I'd rather jump out my building. Then fight Amanda Nunez. If you don't know who Amanda Nunez is, just look at her highlights. She'll, oh my God, knock you out. But yeah, that's the thing. Most, and when you when we look at the general aspect of things, this is where I can under not understand, but I I get where the other side is coming from. When you look at when you just boil it down to that specific sport, and when you look at the male and female, like imagine putting LeBron James in a fucking wig, and just letting him run roughshod in the WNBA. <laughs> oh, that wouldn't be fair. Oh my god, it'd be it'd be ridiculous. But that's the thing where it's like, no, 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 like that. Then that, that's also like I've heard this being being used too. That's just like an extreme. You're yeah. talking about the greatest player of yeah. all time, and you're LeBron, and that does not LeBron make LeBron your is argument far more like physically speaking in terms of testosterone. LeBron is far more of a male than most men. Like on those like biological terms, I consider LeBron a god. Yeah, he like, <laughs> like we we do not compare to him. No, but we was we still would like. All qualifies like men, yeah. Right? But like, like we said, there's a spectrum to this. Yeah, you look at you look at five seven share next to six nine pure muscle yeah. god, two sixty just no fat. Oh, yeah, I can go on about. Honestly, this we, is my this is not a LeBron podcast. Yeah, this is a LeBron podcast. But let me let's let's spice it up a little bit, okay? We're bring it back to our theme of children. <laughs> Where do you stand? Because I did look at the thing because we we kind of talked about this before as like something we should bring up in the podcast. Where do we stand? Because the thing we've all been assuming we've been assuming this entire conversation is that these are post op trans people, right? If people don't understand, people don't know. Post op means post operation, post gender reassignment surgery. Yep. You've got the hormone therapy. I think hormone therapy might be a separate step from the actual assignment surgery. But basically, you made like the biological attempts to move into the gender that you identify with. Correct. For some people it is um it's purely like a social thing in terms of like I haven't transitioned yet. Maybe they won't ever transition. Right. And so if you're a man, mm-hmm. you're a tr- you're still a trans woman, you just haven't like taken the estrogen and l- reduced your testosterone levels. Right. Where do we stand on that? Cuz I think that's where it becomes a lot more difficult. In sports? Well, yeah, it would have to be sports. Like, I don't know what else we're talking about. Really. Yeah, yeah, sports yeah. is a thing where there's like a physical, biological component to it. Yeah. I'm talking about sports. Yeah. If you're pre-op, where do we stand on that? Personally. Where do you, me asking obviously, you specifically. Obviously, personally, I think if my levels, I'm, I'm going to take me for an, just me boiled down, right? If I was transitioning into a female and I was a trans woman and I wanted to wrestle. Uh-huh. And I did not meet the requirements yeah. that are set. Uh-huh. My testosterone levels, my estrogen levels, my weight class. Because obviously, you know, I'm like, what, 150, 155? Mm-hmm. Fuck the weight classes. Not not important. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting too much into sports right now. <laughs> yeah. But no, I think that that's, that's a very tough topic. But for me, I don't think that I would... No matter how much I wanted to compete, I would understand if I did not meet the requirements of, you know, competing in a female category in wrestling or whatever it may be. Because I have to acknowledge that at this certain point, I have a 
unfair advantage over somebody else. So let me bring you back to the initial question before I added the specific qualifier about the pre-op thing. Mm -hmm. Kids. I think it is a little bit different when we talk about kids because we're fundamentally like asking somebody to, somebody in their very formative years to like neglect a passion that they have, an extracurricular activity that they have, whatever, right? If you're, if we're adults and we're Mm -hmm. talking pre-op, I think I do lean more on your side, mm-hmm. right? Like, if you're trying to compete in a professional league, I'll be like, look, I get it. It sucks, but it just part of me doesn't know what to say about that because, like, look, there needs to be an objective marker. Kids, I am a lot more sympathetic to just letting trans kids go, if I'm being honest. No, 100%. Because, like, the competition aspect of it, frankly, matters less because there's less stakes. 110%. This is more about, like, development for the kids. Yeah. And character building, social building, social, social exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. part of a social cohesion. I think. Thing. I think that's where that's also where I differ. Is that when it when you're that young, it's for fun. Yeah, you're having yeah. fun. It's all this stuff. But when you actually start competing at like professional level, people have been putting their lives on stake and yeah. so much sacrifice. When it's kids, bro. When it's like youth league, yeah. fucking let them do it. If, like, if what's you the, care, to, if you're like someone bitching about a trans woman competing in. JV football or soccer. Yeah, Fuck come off. on, man. Like, let the kids do what they need to do. Yeah, right? let them have fun. Let That's, them have fun. There's no, there's no world championship at stake. Yeah, your little pee wee leagues yeah. will survive. No one cares. And if you and don't like bring up your own kids, like, well, what are my kid? What is my, how am I going to explain this to my kid? What's yeah. my kid? First of all, like? your kid's going to get fucking. You're going to the kid's going to be so much better off like playing with another gender and like having fr- yeah. like friends of that gender yeah. too. They'll get a different. Um, view of life yeah. you know it's you're not just sports gonna... is as much about like the social aspect of it as it is like the physical aspect of 100 percent. this is coming from someone who played sports in his entire yeah. life four years varsity baby football and also I'll i think glo- to that point though we we should preface this and maybe we should have done this at the start of this topic we are two straight cis men if you don't know cis means like you're not trans like you yeah. identify with your biological yeah. thing so we're not trans we're not yeah uh, gay. the gay thing doesn't really is not really relevant to this aspect but yeah. i would i kind of wish we did have somebody who was trans not yeah. that like a, any single trans person can represent an entire community an entire community but it would be nice to have like a different have perspective. a view yep yeah. and maybe and maybe they change my mind on certain views not even change my mind but like enlighten us yeah. from their view because that's that's literally what happens like i was just saying about a kid <laughs> making friends with a transgender kid or a kid from another sex or religion whatever opens their minds yeah. i think we should have i think we should this next week i think we should seek this because i have i have friends in that community and i'm sure you do too yeah so i i can like just you know shoot the shit with them and just be like hey yeah. what do you think about this topic just so i can see it from their eyes yeah let me tell you i like i said the athletics is half of it is about the social aspect especially when you're young i did i still i mean i haven't been since covid but i, I did mma Yes, MMA gym. Let me tell you, the bonding you get from like beating the shit out of somebody Each and other. also getting to beat shit out of you, <laughs> yeah. it sounds like stupid to say, but there is something to it. Like there is something about like it's modern day gladiator. Yeah, you, you just don't die at the end. Yeah, you just you just of. don't die. And I'm not nearly as good in shape. And I would <laughs> yeah. run away if I saw that dude. But like right. the basic idea that like if you engage in that kind of like competitive activity, it's a social it's a social act, right? Man. So. People need to, like, fucking loosen up about kids, especially. My general rule in everything is, because I'm, like, also just a big softie for kids, 
fucking let kids be kids. Yeah, let them be. Let them develop. Let them develop. Let them become human beings. Let don't fuck up with their formative years. Like I said, racism isn't something that you're born with or a prejudice. It's something that you're taught. It's so something don't, that I'm gonna teach my kids. <laughs> teach <them. laughs> I'm keeping my kids away from Zod's kids. They're gonna call my kids like ragheads and shit and be like, Zod, your kids look more decent than my kids. <laughs> scheduling programming note Sherry Yar is going to be as I said at the beginning this motherfucker Listen, is motherfucker, trying to replace me four episodes Listen, in you're not union I don't owe you anything <laughs> shit you're a fucking temp worker I'm calling Bernie you're Sanders you're Uber I'm calling no, you're, Bernie you're Sanders you're your own CEO you're, a, you're an Uber buddy this is an equal platform as we record on my computer with my <laughs> sound box <laughs> we'll kick this motherfucker out so Sherry Yar is going to be in Louisiana having a balling well it's raining all weekend dude right? I'm, I'm I'm gonna probably be swimming in like the streets probably gonna be alligators there oh god fuck yeah i might not come back you so. might not come back well Saad's gonna have a special guest i'm gonna have a special guest i'm like 95 percent sure i can get this person in so and if not we'll see what happens but we're, we do want to stick to the schedule of releasing an episode every wednesday yep this episode i mean if you are listening to it it will be out june 23rd what oh shit tomorrow's my sister's birthday inshallah june 23rd inshallah inshallah also how do you not remember that like throughout the week, so I'm not getting to that onto the podcast. There's some drama <laughs> at my house right now. Oh but, God! <laughs> oh Lord. Um, but yeah, so this is episode three. Episode four will be out next Wednesday, no problem. Even though Sherry's not here, we're always going to make sure that we have a steady flow of content coming. If you guys like us, please follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, follow us Subscribe. on Instagram. It's a hot underscore pocket underscore pod. Please share. We put up reels about our little clips, and we edit them, make them fun. Also, please interact, too. We will respond. DM us. Yeah. yeah. On our personal pages or just yeah. on that on that podcast. If there's, like, a topic we broach that you guys want to have input on, even if you seriously disagree with us, let us know. I actually had a friend who was listening to it and was like, I wish I could chime in. He was like, it sounds so cool, but it's like... People I know, and I want to participate in the conversation. Uh-huh. So genuinely, this is your chance to participate yeah. in the conversation. Listen to the podcast. Send us updates. DM us. DM the podcast account because then you don't know who you're gonna get. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, but you'll know. Here's the thing. It's gonna be really fun. Like, because when we upload, it's very clear like who is Who's, uploading yeah. what. Because we have very like the way we approach and, and present ourselves is very different. Like online. Can we make this a game? And hopefully, Ooh, y'all stuck like around to the end of this and like you're listening to this. Whenever we post, I want somebody. I want everyone to just guess who's posting. <laughs> be like, this is sad. This is share. And if you get it, we will. Give you a shout out or some shit. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll take you out to we'll, lunch with we'll us. We'll dox you. We'll release your personal information and address on the podcast. Yeah. No, genuinely, we'll take you out to lunch because me and Todd always eat good. So we will plan something. You'll get a date. But we're not with paying us. for you. No, no, no. You're paying for yourself. You're paying for yourself. Just letting you know. We're Actually, you're paying, paying for us. You're pay- you know what? Yeah. And you're also gonna pick us up. Exactly. But we pick what we're eating. Yeah. I don't care how inconvenient it is. You're taking us there. Yeah. And you're gonna pick me up from Annapolis and him up from Columbia. If you're in Northern Virginia, I don't give a shit. You were making five stops. Yep. Whatever. But yeah, please support. Please show love. Please continue. We've had we've gotten good reception so far. Yeah. Thank you. By the way. Yeah. That's we, been we've great. Generally, gotten pretty good reception. We, we were out, both flabbergasted. Yeah. Shout out to our friends. Shout out to the who are not our friends. We're just snooping on our page. Shout Some out to y'all as well. But yeah. I'm gonna kill y'all. But yeah, I think that's this episode, and we'll see you next week. This has been Hot Pocket. We intro properly. Yes, sir. Bye.